one who dwells in our mortal body. Father, we ask this day that the Spirit of grace will unveil and, and cause these truths to be real in our hearts. And Father, we'll give you all the honor, the grace, the power, the glory for it in Jesus' most high name. Every saint said, Amen. Hallelujah. You can be seated. If you have your Bibles with you this morning, if you don't go home, get them. Uh, if you don't, uh, if you have, if you have them with you this morning, turn to the first chapter of Big John. John one. John one and one. The apostle writing here says, "In the beginning." was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And this light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not, or could not overtake it, could not do anything with it, could not... De- extinguish this light. Nothing could stop this light because it was God. In the beginning was God. In the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. Today I want to talk to you about the flesh and bone Christ. The flesh and bone Christ. He said in the beginning was the Word. The Word was Jesus. The Word was God. The Word was God in the flesh. Look in the 14th verse. He said, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. The Word was flesh. Was made flesh, dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The Word was made flesh. In other words, we beheld Him We saw God in the flesh. When you saw Jesus Christ, you saw God in the flesh. You saw God in operation. 1 Timothy 3.16, he said, God was manifested in the flesh. Not Jesus, not Jesus manifested in the flesh, but God manifested in the flesh. Do you know there is a difference between Jesus being manifested in the flesh and God manifested in the flesh? God was manifested in the flesh in a flesh and and bone body in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. He was in this man Christ, in this man Jesus of Nazareth. In this man Jesus of Nazareth, there dwelt the fullness of of the Godhead bodily in one human form. Praise God. That was God himself dwelling among men. He said he dwelt among them. He said he came unto his own, his own received him not, but as many as received him gave he the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believed on his name. And he said this word, this Christ, was made flesh and dwelt among us. He dwelt among us. Hebrews 2.14, he said, For as much as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil. Well, he said, Jesus, this, this, this God, took upon himself 
a fleshly body. He partake of flesh. He partake, took part of the same. He did not take part of the blood. The blood came from God. The life of the flesh is in the blood. The life of the flesh is in the blood. He had the blood of God in him because he was God. Praise God. And therefore, his body had never received the seeds of death in him. And he walked this earth in an earthly body. God moved into a flesh and bone body, and his name was Jesus of Nazareth. Praise God. I mean, he proved it. They, he, said, he told them one time, the most religious people of the day, he said, you are of your father the devil. They said, we've never had but one father, and that was Abraham. He said, before Abraham was, I am. In other words, he just said, you're looking at your great God, I am right now. You're looking at God. And he said, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father, praise God. Can you say amen? He said, in his earthly walk, we can see him as he, as he enters into the little town of Maine, and a funeral procession comes along, and he stops the funeral possession and he, he delivers that uh, dead son unto that widowed mother he can do that because he is the great God I am can you say amen we can see him at the tomb of Lazarus and there his friend Lazarus had been dead four days and he said uh, roll away the stone they said by now he stinketh but he said roll away roll away the stone come forth and him that was bound in grave came forth and stood there in, in the uh, tomb with wrapped uh, like a mummy there in the tomb and he said loose him and let him go praise God hallelujah I'm telling you right now this great God the mighty Jehovah the mighty God of the universe dwelt in uh, a man's physical body named Jesus of Nazareth praise God hallelujah praise the Lord Praise the Lord. Praise God. He said in 1 Timothy 2 and 5, he said there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. The man Christ Jesus. Now, in Jesus of Nazareth, see, he wasn't born uh, uh, he wasn't born into this earth as God. God wasn't born into this earth. God's always been. But God took upon, that's the immaculate conception. He was born into a human being, praise God. That's what this thing's all about. That's Christianity. That's Christianity. That God himself united himself with humanity, praise God. He so loved the world that he gave this son that he could move in with a human being into their being. Amen. He said there's one man, one God and one man, uh, one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. You know it said in Acts 10, 38, how God anointed. Who did he anoint? Jesus of Nazareth. A man from over at Nazareth named Jesus. He anointed him with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. Praise God. And, and, and first little John, 
John Barry's record, he said, that which was from the beginning, that which we've heard, which we've seen with our eyes, which we've looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life. For the life was manifested, and we've seen it, and bear witness, and show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested unto us. He said, we've seen it, we've handled it, we've looked upon it, we've touched it, we've touched this thing, this Word made flesh, this eternal life that came from the Father, that dwelled in a body named Jesus of Nazareth. Bless God, we've seen what God will do, folks. Praise God. He said, we've seen it, we've heard it, we was right there. Praise God. Oh, Peter said, I was on the Mount of Transfiguration when that eternal voice came, said, This is my Son in whom I am well pleased. He said, I saw the glory outshine out of Jesus Christ on that, on that day. But he said, When you receive this engrafted Word of God, it's more powerful than that. Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. There in, in, in John... The first chapter, 18th verse. He said, No man has seen God at any time. The only begotten, at any time, the only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. In other words, he said, He has declared him. Rotterdam said, He has interpreted him. In other words, when you've seen Jesus Christ, you saw what God was all about. You saw what God is all about. He was a revelation of God. He was the revelation, this is what God will do. He was interpreting what God would do. When he healed the sick, he was interpreting God's will. When he raised the dead, he was interpreting God's will. When he fed the 5,000 with the little boy's lunch, he was interpreting the will of our Father. That's our Father God. When he would meet the need of the hungry, when he would preach deliverance to the captive, when he would cast out devils, he was interpreting our delivering to the world what your God wants done in the earth. Praise God. Hallelujah. Said so he was in the bosom of the Father. No man has seen God at any time, only the only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father. In other words, this Word, or this Christ, came directly out of the bosom of the Father. When you saw Jesus Christ, you saw something that came directly out of the bosom of God. I mean, he was so much, he was so much God that he was just God. That's all it is to it. You can't say, well, he was part God. Uh, I heard a lady the other day said, well, I'm thankful that I'm understanding some of these truths. I'm understanding now that I'm part God and part man. No, you're not part man and part God. It's nothing like that. Jesus was not part man and part God. He was all God and he was all man. Hallelujah. Praise be unto God. How many of you know how important this is to know that in Jesus Christ, this man, Jesus, Jesus of Nazareth, the fullness of the Godhead dwelt in his mortal body. Amen. Hallelujah. Turn with me to third, third chapter of John. First verse. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews 
The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou hast done except he, except God be with him. And Jesus just stopped all that right then. He said, well, wait just a minute. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God unless he can be born again. Rotterham says, unless he's born from above. If you've got a, 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 a reference Bible, my Bible has a one there by it, and it says, from above. He said, Jesus said, you've got to be born from above. In other words, as I was born out of the womb of God, if I came straight out of the bosom of God, you've got to be born out of it just like I did, praise God. Something that's going to happen to you when you accept me as your Lord, and when you do that, something's going to happen to you, and I'm going to move into you just like I moved into Jesus of Nazareth, praise God. Hallelujah. Cotton Patch said, unless he is fathered from above. You've got to be fathered from above. In the Gospels, in the Old Testament, we read of Jesus Christ as being the only begotten Son of God. Is that right? But in the epistles written to the church, after, after the death the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He is no longer the only begotten Son of God. He becomes the first begotten Son of God. He becomes the first begotten. See how important this is, folks. If you'll get a hold of this, you'll understand what God wants for your life. You'll understand what He wants for His church. You'll understand what He intends for the body of Christ to be like. Praise God. He never had but one standard for the church, and His name's still Jesus. Hallelujah. Never had another one. Never had another. He is the Christ. He's still in the earth today. Praise God. Hallelujah. Turn with me to Romans, the 8th chapter. In Revelations, the first chapter, Colossians, the first chapter, 1.18, he talks about Jesus being the firstborn, firstborn, firstborn. Romans 8.29. It said, For whom he did far know, that's us, he also did predestinate. Predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brethren, folks. Many brethren. Many brethren. Many, just like him. He cut them out beforehand. William Barclay translates that. said to become like the pattern of his son. Like the pattern of his son. William said, for those whom he set his heart before... Beforehand, he marked off as his own to be made like his son. He marked them off beforehand. See, he was making something, folks. See, God was making something. He did, he did not just want Christ to come in this earth and reveal uh, himself. That was not all. Everything that he wanted this great, mighty, new creation nation to be, he put it in Christ. 
So he put it in him. He's cut it out before him. He marked it out. He preordained. He had a plan for the body of Christ. He had a plan for the church. Blessed be God. And that was that which Jesus Christ started here in the earth. The church would continue until his enemies be made his footstool. Praise God. Hallelujah. The same identical Christ that walked the shores of Galilee, that same identical Christ that raised Lazarus from the dead, that same Christ that fed the 5,000 with the little boy's lunch, that same and mighty God that would heal the sick and the lame and the leper and raise them up, blessed be God, and deliver them whole, that same and mighty God is still in the earth today and he's just moved into another house, praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He said, you are His workmanship. Ephesians 2.10 said, you are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus. One translation said, you are God's masterpiece. I'm telling you, He worked on this a long time. He started working on it with a fellow named Adam. And he blew the whole thing. But he kept painting he kept painting, Clayton. He kept painting. He wanted the compassion of God in this thing. He wanted to want his life in this being. Oh, and he painted this thing. And he made a masterpiece. And he molded him and molded him and molded him. And one day this great and mighty thing entered into the world, into a womb, in a little virgin's uh, 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 womb. And he was born into this earth. Praise be unto God. The mighty God entered into this, this little virgin. And she birthed a, 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 a child there in Bethlehem. And that word, that God became flesh and walked among us. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Turn with me to Colossians, the first chapter. Colossians, the first chapter, the 18th verse. Just where is Christ today? Praise God. Where is He at today? Colossians 1.18 said, He is the head of the body. How many of you know we're the body of Christ? He is the head of the body, the firstborn from the dead, the first one, that in all things he might have preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in him should all the fullness dwell. Praise God. In him all the fullness dwell. Well, if, if he's the head of the body and he's got the fullness of, uh, in him and he's in the body, just where is the Christ at today? He's in his body. Where is the fullness of Christ? It's in his body. Amen. Is that right? Is the fullness of Christ. See, the reason the church has never rose up and just out of just do's and don'ts and just barely getting along is they never got a hold of these truths. You'll never go beyond your knowledge of the truth. God cannot bless ignorance. He cannot. If you're ignorant of the Word of God, He cannot bless it. He can't bless it. He can't bless you beyond what your knowledge of the Word is. Are you listening to me? See, he said he is the head. He is the head of the body. The church, the church, the church. The church is his body. And in this church, what dwells? The fullness of him. It pleased God that in him all the fullness should dwell. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. It's not God's will that the church be lacking in any good thing. 
It pleased the Father that in him should all the fullness dwell. Hallelujah. Praise be unto God. Let's read that again. 18th verse. He is the head of the body of the church. Who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, and all things that he might have preeminence for it pleased the Father. That in him should all the fullness dwell. Praise be unto God. Someone said, yes, he's the head and we're the body. But the head and the body are one. The head and the body are one. I'll say it to you like this. You're the head. You're the head. There's no difference between the head and the body. Jesus is the body. Jesus is the head. The whole thing's name's Jesus. How many of you know the whole family in heaven and earth has got the same name? Hallelujah. Well, why do that? Because, because in him dwelt all the fullness and his body is here in the earth. Blessed be God. It is his church and in him he dwells in this flesh and bone body today. Praise God. How many know you can't separate the head and the body? Huh? Wouldn't that be funny? I say, look, comes Clayton down the aisle, and there's his head. No, that won't work. Well, folks say, well, he's in heaven. The head's in heaven. No, the head and the body are connected. They're one. You cannot separate them. You cannot separate them. The head and the body are one, and in the head and the body, the body, the head, they're all one being, and in this one being, the fullness of the Godhead bodily lives in it because it pleased the Father. Praise God. Amen. Look in the 24th verse there. It said, Who now rejoice in my suffering for you and fill up that which is behind of the afflictions of Christ in my flesh for his body's sake, which is the church. Which is the church. Praise be unto God. The body and the head are one. Hallelujah. Turn with me back to Ephesians, the first chapter. Do you understand what God was doing? Can you get it in get it in your head? Can you get it in your head now? See, he put Jesus Christ down here in the earth to be your example. In his earthly walk, he was your example. But that's not all it was to his ministry. In his death, his burial, and his resurrection, you was made identical with him. Hallelujah. You died with him. You was buried with him. You descended with him. You was raised with Christ. You was made alive. Now you sat together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Praise God. We rule and reign here in the earth right out of the throne room of Almighty God. See, what was God planning on? What did he want? What did he want? Just like when he picked up Adam in the beginning and blew himself into it. He wanted a flesh and bone man in the earth to contain Almighty God. Hallelujah. That's what he is working at all along. Praise the Lord. Ephesians 1.22 He said, And hath put all things under his feet, which is Jesus, well, where is his feet at? They're not in the head, they're in the body. Amen? And put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, 
The fullness of him that filleth the whole in all. Well, where is the fullness of Christ at? It's in the earth today in a flesh and bone body. Hallelujah. Where is Jesus Christ today? Where is the anointed Son of God? Where is he at? He's in the earth today. Blessed be God. Where at? In his body. In a flesh and bone body. Praise God. Hallelujah. Not just in a body, not in, a, in some kind of spiritual something that, 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 that seems like a body. No, he walks the earth today just like he did when he walked the shores of Galilee. He's just changed bodies. Praise God. Hallelujah. He's got another body to walk in now. He's not walking in Jesus of Nazareth. Praise God. He's walking in Richard of Eldorado's body. He's walking in Anne of Eldorado. Blessed be God. Hallelujah. He's walking in another body today. It's still a flesh and bone body. It's still an immaculate thing when the life and nature of God came into a man and made him a brand new creation, praise God. It's the miraculous power of the living God that happened. Ronald Knox translates that 22nd verse. He said, put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over the over all things to the church. Knox said, made him to be a head which is head to which the whole church is joined. The whole church is joined to it. You can't unjoin them. You don't think you can unjoint the church from Jesus. <laughs> huh? Carpenter. Carpenter translates this. Expanded translation. He said, but perhaps some of you will say, what is this? We don't doubt that your picture of Christ is true enough and that the Lord Jesus is above all, but heaven is far away. My brother, heaven is here. Praise God. <laughs> you see what he got out of that? How come heaven's here? Because that's where his body is, praise God. Heaven has moved into a flesh and bone body just like it moved into Jesus of Nazareth's body, praise God. Can you shout amen, somebody? Shout hallelujah, praise God. Hallelujah, praise God. Man, I don't see no problem in the church. I think all they need is a revelation of who lives in them. Praise God. When that revelation comes, I'm telling you, the devil will tiptoe around your house and see if he can get out. I had a friend that, that tried to start a church in Florida. He had no business down there. He, he wasn't, you know, but he had a zeal for God and he wanted to start one. This good start church. But he got down there and they had a big group, you know, on the church, you know. First thing you know, he'd have, he'd send say, can you send a little, you know, a little finances along, you know. And then he said, uh, and then he sent, you know, his books and everything. He started sending them. Uh, Would you like to have them, you know? Yeah, and I'd send him a little something for them books, you know. And it got so bad that he snuck out after midnight one night, snuck out of town. Well, that's what's going to happen when you find out who you are. Satan's going to sneak out of your house after midnight in the dark of night where can't no one see that, that, that he's the one that's defeated. Yeah. 
Can you say amen? He's going to stay. Oh, look at them. Come Oh, look at those, saith the Spirit of Grace, who would dare take a step out on my word. Look at those, saith the Spirit of Grace, who would dare to take two steps out on my word. And yea, as they begin to take these steps, saith the Spirit of Grace, yea, the living water of God shall begin to flow their ankles, and yea, it shall begin to flood their loins, and yea, it shall begin to flood their mind. For yea, for reason of you shall they begin to walk in this word of righteousness, saith God. And yea, they shall take a step, and they shall take another. And yea, they begin to run in my word, saith God. For yea, they shall realize truly that they are the body of Christ upon this earth. And yea, they shall know that they have nothing to fear, because the great God is near. And all oh, they shall not be in want, saith God saith the Spirit of grace, for they shall know that which lieth on the inside of them, saith God, is full of love, compassion, and of the great Jehovah Rapha, the great Jehovah Jireh. Oh, the Almighty One has come to live on the inside of them, and oh, they shall reach forth their hands in that love and compassion of the living Christ, and say, oh, fear not, fear not, for I dare to take a step in the word of the living God. Hallelujah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah praise the Lord. Well, hallelujah. Well, let's lift our hands. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we as a church, we're going to stake that step. We're going to walk off in it. We're going to... Yes, and as you begin to walk forward, saith the Spirit of grace, all the power of God will come upon your life. And those things that have beset you in times past, all oh, they'll fall to the wayside. And the enemy shall come in one, but he shall flee seven, saith the Lord. Oh, because the power of the Lord and the life of God have come back into this land, back into my church, saith God. Also raise, raise forth and take hold of, of this life, saith God, and begin to walk and begin to move in my spirit, saith God. Oh, and the world shall fall to the wayside. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, that's the good word of God. That's the good word. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Let me read Cotner's translation again. But perhaps some of you will say, this is true. This is true. We don't doubt the picture of Christ you've painted us and that the Lord Jesus is above all, but heaven is far away, my brother, Heaven is here. Praise be unto God. Heaven is here. He got a hold of something. Heaven has moved into a new house today. Amen? Praise God. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise God. Mm, mm, mm. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Oh, praise God. 23rd verse. He said... Well, it's 22nd. And hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things of the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Just where is the fullness of Christ at? It's got to be in his body. If I can read English. If I can read writing. Where is it at? Where is it at? Why have we not seen the miraculous power of God as we should have? Because the revelation has never come to the church that they are the flesh and bone Christ in the earth. 
Hallelujah. But I'm telling you, our God's going to put this in the body of Christ. He's going to put it in them. He's going to spearhead it into the body of Christ. And it's going to run like wildfire. And men and women will stand up and rank and file and take their rightful place in the army of Almighty God. They shall find their, their calling. They shall walk in that calling. They will not walk in another man's calling. But they shall speak under the anointing of Almighty God. And that thing which they speak will come to pass for they'll be speaking almighty God's word. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He's the head over the body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Cunningham Geeky translates that verse. So the church is his body and as such is the fullness of him, its Lord, who fills all the being of all its members dwelling in them. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Fills all the being, all this body. He fills all of it. Someone said, well, I got a little bit of Christ. No, you ain't. You got the fullness of it. Hallelujah. <laughs> well, I'm just a little toe. No, you ain't. You the whole thing. Hallelujah. How many of you ever seen a little toe walking along? No, we ain't got any of that deal. You are collectively the body of Christ and individually too. Praise God. You can put you out in the middle of Sahara Desert and bless God, we'll have church. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise the name of the Lord. First Corinthians twelve twenty seven. he said, Now, now we are the body of Christ. Now, not later, now. Now we are the body of Christ. We know Galatians 2, 20. He said, I was crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Now it's not I that lives, but it is the Christ that lives in me. And the life that I now live in what? In the flesh, in this meat house, in this flesh and bone body. I live how? By the faith of the Son of God who's in me. See, something's in me now. What's in me? In this flesh and bone body, Buzzy Sutherland from Eldorado, something's on the inside of him. Something made him a new creation, made him different. He's not the same anymore. Why? Because something was birthed out of the bosom of Almighty God. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Praise God. The same Jesus that performed the miracles lives in you. The same one that opened the blinded eyes lives in you. Praise God. He said he dwells, Ephesians 3, 17 said he dwells in your heart by faith or lives in your heart by faith. You know what? When you get a hold of this, it'll make the life of God come, come alive in you. It'll, when you get a hold to it, it'll start living through you. No, God wants to live through you. Someone that dwells somewhere, that don't mean he's somewhere over there, a hermit in a cave. Amen? Blessed be God. Jesus walked the shores of Galilee. He walked in towns. He, he was among people, among sinners. Bless God. And he, right in the middle of the sinners, he performed miracles. Praise God. Can you say amen? How can he do that? Because he's birthed out of the bosom of Almighty God. He said, you must be born again. You must be refathered from above, secure in his great love. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Turn with me to the fifth chapter of, of Ephesians. Ephesians 
He is comparing husbands and wife and the relationship between a husband and wife to uh, Jesus and the church. How many of you know you're called the bride of Christ? Huh? How many of you know you are the bride of Christ? I've heard some teaching that, that the New Jerusalem was the bride of Christ, but that's not right. You are. You are. You are. He went away to prepare a place for you, folks. Hallelujah. He went away to prepare a place for you. I mean, he's the architect of heaven. He's building you a mansion. Praise God. He starts out with that good stuff. He don't, he don't get no number three pine. He started out with golden two befores. Praise God. He's building you a mansion. Praise God. Top of the line. He don't have any second class. Oh, you know, he prayed, dear Lord, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That ought to get someone prosperous right there. Amen. All right, praise the Lord. 25th verse said, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word, that he might present to himself a glorious church. So he's, he's interchanging the two, marriage and, 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 and marriage of the church. That he might present to himself a glorious church not having spot nor wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. And then he says, So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. Let, let, me, let me just take a little side issue right there, just a minute. You know, in the latter-day charismatic movement and, and the way the world's going today, a lot of people think, well, you know, you know, uh, that old boy I'm living with or that girl I'm living with, well, that's just my wife. Well, if you ain't married to her, she ain't your wife and he ain't your husband. Are you listening to me? Oh, I've heard folks say, well, you know the Lord knows. Yeah, the Lord knows and he still loves you, but that still don't make him your husband or your wife just because you're living with him. Well, God understands. No, he don't understand sin. That he has ordained marriage. And he says that marriage is right. And when he marries two people in the Lord, they no longer are two, but they become one flesh. That is a supernatural uh, endowment by the Spirit of Almighty God. Can you say amen? Twenty-ninth verse. <clears throat> said, For no man ever yet hated his flesh, but nourished and cherisheth it, even as the Lord the church. The Lord, how many of you know the Lord nourished and cherisheth the church? Amen. He nourished it. He cherished the church. Amen. How come? That's, he said he loved his own body. Huh? No man. No man ever hated his own body. He that loves his wife loves himself. How many of you know he's comparing you to a wife or a bride? Blessed be God. Your Lord loves you. He cherishes you. Oh, hallelujah. He loves 28th verse. So men ought to love their wives as their own body. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. Bless God. Jesus loves us. Amen. 30th verse. For we are not going to be, for we are members of his body and of his flesh and of his bones, praise God. You are the flesh and bone Christ in this earth today, blessed be God. You're not only just his body, but you are the Christ in the earth. 
The head and the body, though one, and that one immense being is in the earth today in a flesh and bone body. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Well, where is this Christ today? We're members of his body, of his flesh and of his bone. Flesh and of his bone. 31st verse. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and be joined unto his wife, and the two shall be one flesh. Huh? It's something else in that, in that verse there, folks. See? Jesus has been united to us. I mean, he's been united to us. Praise be unto God. No, you don't have a glorified body. You don't have one right now, but you've got a body that's been redeemed. Blessed be God. You've got a body that's been redeemed by the, by the blood of the Lamb. Now you have one glorified body set down to your account right now. And just as Abraham walked in the righteousness when he wasn't righteous, you get a hold of this. I've got a glorified body set down to my account, and I believe that man can walk in it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. His church, his body, the individual members, the flesh and bone, Christ in the earth, he's still here. Praise God. Praise God. 32nd verse. So this is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Philip said this marriage relationship, no doubt, is doubtless a great mystery, but I speak concerning deeper things. The marriage of Christ and his church. The marriage of Christ and his church. The marriage of Christ and his church. They've become one. They've become one. Do you know you're one with the Spirit on the inside of you? You can't separate your spirit from your body. Anytime you separate your spirit from your body, he said to be absent from the body is to be present with God. You'll die. I'm telling you, that's the life of the body. It's in the, in, in the Spirit. How many of you know you've been united with Jesus Christ and that Jesus Christ is living on the inside of your body, praise God, on the inside of a flesh and bone body, just like he did when he lived here in the body of Jesus of Nazareth, praise God. I mean, it ain't no difference, folks. It's no difference. It can't be. It cannot be. It cannot be. It's not possible, praise God, because God moved into this new body, a flesh and bone body. He built him a whole nation of Christ, praise God, a whole nation of peculiar people, a, a, a peculiar priesthood that he made us, praise God. Can you say amen? Praise the Lord. Turn with me back to Genesis the uh, second chapter. Paul is quoting what Moses wrote in the second chapter of Genesis. Genesis, the second chapter, 21st verse. And the Lord caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam. And he slept and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh there instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken out of man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. 
This is what Jesus Christ did. How many of you know that you were created in Christ Jesus? How many of you know you were built right out of Christ? You were taken right out of Christ, folks. Don't you know that? Ephesians 2.10 said you were created in Christ Jesus. Well, blessed be God. He said you have died and your life is now hid with Christ in God. Well, blessed be God. If I was taken right out of Christ then that's what he's talking about right there. I'm bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh. Bone of his bone. Flesh of his flesh. I mean, he said, I'll dwell with them. I will walk in them. Hallelujah. Jesus went around, he talked about when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. But what was he talking about? He's saying, I was born right out of the bosom of Almighty God, and when you get born again, you'll be refathered from above, born right out of God, and you'll be the flesh and bone Christ in this earth. You'll be my people in this earth. Praise God. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Praise God. I don't know about y'all, but I done got happy about this thing. <laughs> I done got excited about this. This is what God intended for us to do. If he intended for us to walk like that, then he's given us the capability of doing it. He's given us everything we need to walk in this life, in life and godliness. Praise God. Hallelujah. Blessed be God. Hallelujah. Mr. and Mrs. Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. They're one. They're one. They're one. They're one. They're one. You've been united. You've been united. First Corinthians 6, 17 said, He that's joined to the Lord is one spirit. We're one. We're one with Him. We're one. Totally one with Almighty God. Can you say amen? I tell you what, the church ain't got no problem except they need to find out what Jesus has already done for them. That's all they need. They ain't got no problem. Say, well, sickness has attached itself to my body. Well, just where is Jesus on the inside of my body? And when you, when you turn and stir that up on the inside of you, it'll quicken and make alive your mortal body. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Stand up on your feet. Praise God.